Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hello, thanks for joining me again this week on Healing at the Speed of Light. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'm a chiropractor and certified medical laser safety officer, and I've been doing laser therapy for a long, long time. And currently, I'm the clinic director for an integrated laser clinic as well as the founder of Laser Therapy Institute. So we teach other healthcare providers how to use laser therapy in practice for their patients to get great results with healthcare conditions that are, in a lot of cases, uh, very difficult to treat. Laser therapy is a really exciting field. Research in this field has been going on for about 40 years now, 40 to 50 years. There are hundreds of studies published each year. As a matter of fact, over 250 studies published already in 2021, and it's just now the middle of August, months to go yet. Lots of new and exciting things that have come out. And that's one of the big reasons we produce this podcast is because the field of laser therapy and the research behind laser treatments and light therapy is just so rapidly evolving that we end up answering questions all the time that are, you know, what does laser work for? Could laser therapy fix my this or that and it can be everything from shingles pain to low back pain to knees to you know depression like we talked about last week all the way into traumatic brain injury and toenail fungus and cosmetic conditions i mean there's all kinds of questions we get you know does laser work for this and so really going back to the research and highlighting what the research is showing is a big focus of this podcast because that's how we know the things that we know is through what research can show us. So that's why a lot of the episodes we do here on Healing at the Speed of Light are really centered on research. Now, sometimes research does show us things that we don't like as well as things that we do like. And I'm saying that from my perspective. I know that laser therapy can work very well for a lot of different conditions. And it's always nice to see research that backs up what I see in clinical practice. But sometimes we do see research that shows no effect of laser therapy. And rather than just reflexively saying, ah, I don't like that, it's smart to dig into that and see, okay, why did those researchers see poor results with laser therapy for that condition? And so just a couple months ago, a very high profile study was published about lower back pain and laser therapy, in which the authors were very highly praised in a very prestigious medical journal about how they conducted an excellent trial on studying lower back pain and laser therapy. And their conclusion though was that laser therapy does not work for low back pain. And so I wanna to talk to you about that today because it's important to learn from the science that says things don't work as well as from the science that says that things do work. That's how we really get advancement in a scientific field, right? Is by seeing what works and seeing what doesn't work and then being able to avoid the things that don't work and go for the things that do work. So does laser therapy help with low back pain or as this study said, does it not help lower back pain? And we already know if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time that we've got lots of evidence for laser therapy and knee pain and osteoarthritis and shoulder pain and all kinds of other painful conditions. So what about low back pain? Well, this particular study, and I'll put a link in the show notes for you so you can see the study if you'd like, but this study opens up by saying that, you know, there are many non-pharmacological therapies available for the treatment of lower back pain, and the aim is to reduce pain and disability. And among these options, Photobiomodulation therapy, often called laser therapy, 
has been recently recommended by the American College of Physicians Clinical Practice Guidelines for the treatment of chronic low back pain. So that means that the healthcare guidelines that your doctors use, laser therapy is now in the guidelines. It is recommended for the use of treatment for chronic low back pain. That's a big deal, right? I mean, we've come in just the last 10 years from laser therapy being unheard of to now it's in the actual clinical guidelines uh, that are put out by the American College of Physicians. So that's, that's pretty neat. So these researchers said, okay, well, let's see, let's do some more testing and see if that really does apply. So the conclusion of this particular study says that they found there was insufficient evidence to support the use of light therapy to decrease pain intensity and disability in people with acute, subacute, and chronic nonspecific low back pain. Now, that, that word chronic nonspecific low back pain means that the pain has been around for at least three months, and there's not a particular cause to point out, like a disc injury. It's just nonspecific. It's lower back pain, which is very, very, very common. As a matter of fact, the most common reason that people go to their doctor is for lower back pain. So if laser therapy is already in the clinical practice guidelines for low back pain, then how did these researchers decide that it doesn't actually work? Well, they set this trial up very carefully. So what they did, they took almost 150 participants and split them into two groups, and they used what's called triple blinding, which is where the patient doesn't know if they're getting a real treatment or a fake treatment, the therapist delivering the treatment doesn't know if it's real or fake, and the person evaluating the patients to measure that improvement, they don't know if they got the real treatment or a fake treatment either. It's only at the very end that they put all the data together and see how the patients did end up doing with real laser or fake laser. And they, they applied the laser three times a week for four weeks, which is a pretty standard treatment time for lower back pain. And then they continued to follow up with these patients for up to a year so they could evaluate how the patients felt after both real laser and fake laser, right? With the idea that if somebody got real laser, they'd probably feel better. And they found that none of the patients felt any different whether they got real laser or fake laser. So seeing that conclusion, I thought, well, okay, this seems like a pretty good setup. They had their fake laser, they had the real laser, and they were blinded so that nobody knew if they were getting the real thing or a fake thing. And I mean, that seems really good. And follow up for a year, that's great. Plus 150 participants, that's a pretty decent size, which I mean, all these things sound really good. So I wonder what kind of laser they used. And I already mentioned that, you know, laser therapy use is part of the clinical practice guidelines. Well, there's guidelines also for delivering proper laser therapy doses. And these researchers, in their first couple pages of this article, make the point of saying that we used the recommended laser therapy dosages. As a matter of fact, the final conclusion on this paper even references that they say that there is no advantages in using light therapy, using the dose recommended by the World Association of Laser Therapy to reduce pain and disability in patients with chronic nonspecific low back pain. Well, they measured the amount of light delivered uh, in a unit called joules. Joules are just a measurement of energy because you have to have enough energy delivered through light if you're going to affect those tissues. So there's a stated minimum dosage and that is somewhere around four joules per centimeter squared, right? So the bigger area you treat, the more total laser you need to deliver. And you still have to make sure that it's intense enough to make a change, but not so intense that you 
deliver too much laser and overstimulate the tissue. So the minimum dose is around 4 joules per centimeter squared for most of the recommendations, without getting too technical with you here. Unfortunately, though, these researchers only delivered a little more than 1.5 joules per centimeter squared, which means they were below, well below the recommended dosage, and at the same time claimed that they were meeting that recommended dosage. And if you're technically minded, let me give you the numbers. They treated a 132 centimeters squared area over the lower back, and they delivered a total dose of 220 joules. So at the end of those 12 treatment sessions, that was three times a week for four weeks, their patients received a total dose of about 2,640 joules. Now, a proper dose delivered over this large area of the low back, in many cases, is going to be around 2,000 joules per treatment session. So these researchers, with the way they set this up, were using a laser device that did not give them enough power. And a lot of the power they did deliver was utilizing LEDs, which are not part of the WALT guidelines, and they were using the wrong color of light, red and invisible infrared light that was not within those WALT guidelines. So not only did we deliver a dose that was too small and too weak, but we were using light sources that weren't really covered in these guidelines. So unfortunately, despite how well this study was set up, to have this triple blinding and a nice large population size and following the patients for 12 months, they used a laser unit that would not deliver enough of a dose. And unfortunately, they were under the misunderstanding that they were delivering enough dose and they were meeting those guidelines. However, they absolutely weren't. So that means that the conclusion that these researchers made that laser therapy doesn't work for low back pain, we have to call that into question. A more appropriate conclusion would probably be that the particular laser device that they used does not work for lower back pain. What they used was a class three multi-radiance light therapy device that had one small laser in it and some LEDs. So this will take us back to the fact that the way that you deliver light therapy really does matter. If it's not enough light, if it's not the right kind of light, then the results will not match the effort that's being put in. And laser therapy will not help. Essentially, this would be like researchers giving participants one-tenth of an ibuprofen pill and then being surprised that it didn't make people feel better. It'd be like going to the gym and just lifting 10% of how much you should be lifting and then being shocked that you don't get stronger. This dose was just too small, and unfortunately, the conclusion that they drew stating that laser therapy does not work at all for low back pain simply isn't true. This is one of the reasons that I founded Laser Therapy Institute, was to help guide healthcare providers on the right type of equipment and the right protocols to deliver the very, very best success rates possible. If you want to find effective laser therapy near you, I'd highly encourage you to go to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. We have a map that you can look at and find out if there is a LTI clinic near you. It's on the Our Clinics tab. Click on that, see if you've got somebody near you. If you're having trouble finding someone, just shoot me an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. I'll be happy to get on there and see what we can find you. If you have additional questions about this study, which this study is gaining some significant traction in the media, there are blog articles written, there's a couple of news articles that have been written, you know, really stating that laser therapy doesn't work at all 
for anything now, which is you know exaggerating the findings by quite a bit. If you have questions, if you want to go over something in particular, again, just email me about it. Check out the link in the show notes and read the paper for yourself. See what you think. You can see the Walt recommendations on page one, and you can see the dosing information on page two. That's section 2.5.1. It's actually pretty easy to look at and understand that these guys just didn't deliver enough of a dose. Hopefully we do see more good research in the future that maybe even follows this particular model, uh, but uses different dosing, more appropriate dosing, and better laser units for good low back pain relief. And I'd love to engage with anyone that would like to talk to me about why this particular study did not really pan out and does not actually follow the conclusion they made. Thanks very much for joining me. I'll see you right here next week. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.